Hey, I'm Brett Gornick. I'm Jason Lobig. Welcome to the Live Better Podcast. Best day ever. We are coaches, trainers, retreat leaders, and wellness advisors, but didn't start our careers doing this. Jason worked in public accounting, and I worked in corporate retail until starting our dream business in which we help people from all different industries pursue their best day ever every single day. The goal of this podcast is to interview both each other and other professionals making an impact on the world on how wellness is the fuel to do whatever it is in life you want to do better. This podcast is about teaching people to actively pursue their purpose and how to use self-care to do it. We're here to show you how the best day of our mindset is available to anyone at any time, no matter your circumstance. It's your choice and we're here to encourage you. Have the best day ever. All right, fam. Woo! This is a this is an episode. Long time coming. We this episode, I don't even know where to start on it. I don't either. Uh, so it's it, yeah. I mean, it's it's Brett and Jason here, Live Better Podcast, and uh, I'm not even gonna do an intro. Who the fuck are you, <laughs> <laughs> mystery guest? I uh, my name is Andy Lederman. I'm the founder and CEO of Bucket Listers good friend of the of the live better fam one of the ogs i'd say yeah so i'm gonna start with the story and then uh, i want you to evolve on it so uh-oh um i am out with ryland our photographer and one of his buddies doing handstands uh <laughs> in like the middle of february <laughs> negative uh, negative 10 negative degrees. 10 degrees uh by the water back in the stage where we were like let's just film the craziest shit and put it on instagram so people think we're doing something cool that was how you start that's how everyone that's how that's how you start and this dude walks over to us what the hell are you guys doing uh and it was andy and so we explain what we're doing and then i'm like what do you do and then he explains what he's doing and then we're like let's meet for coffee yeah so uh it's it's cool that we met in that way because it's felt like and jason can attune to this that like we grew up together yeah um life-changing life-changing uh meeting yeah crazy to think if i didn't go up to you guys and ask yeah what what the hell you were doing yeah and now andy's been on multiple retreats he's started bucket listers he's left his job he's moved to new york he's got a team underneath him and it's one of the coolest things that jason and i have been able to see um is that Somebody with the passion, the desire, the work ethic, um, and honestly, just the humility to, to start something, to follow through with it, um, and to be like a true business leader. So we're just proud of you, dude. Proud of you guys. And, and you guys have done more than just see what I've done. I mean, you've been so involved. You're my life coaches. I always say my spiritual advisors. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're just, our fates are intertwined in a lot of ways. And it's just been a crazy few years together. Yeah. So, uh Talk us through from that day that we met yeah. forward uh, up until let's end at you when you quit your job. Let's do it. All right. So uh, we met that day. I was still working in finance by day and um, somehow, uh, you know, they thought I was doing a good job, but really I was on Instagram all day. You know, I had started the Chicago Bucket List Instagram account. It had some traction. I think when we met that day. You guys were like, oh, we know Chicago Bucket List. Like, we, we actually would love to do a takeover. We're going to take these stand-up paddle boards through the ice in Lake Michigan. I was like, who are these guys? <laughs> and uh, so you guys did that takeover. I kept working on Chicago Bucket List. It, it kept getting traction. You know, for those who don't know, it's an Instagram account where you can find the best things to do in the city. Uh, we do events, experiences, hidden gems, all sorts of stuff going on. 
and uh, the models just started really working. So even though I, I had a day job, brands started to reach out, started to become real. I'd spend all day just figuring out growth hacks, studying Instagram, trying to really understand what content worked well. And uh, you guys uh, invited me on a retreat to El Salvador, and we kind of set in stone, all right, you know, bucket listers is your dream. You're, you're quitting your finance gig, and you're going to take this on full time. And I think you guys bugged me probably every week after that. And we're like, why haven't you quit? Go into your boss's office right now. And I took a more steady approach. You know, I, had, I, I love side, the term side hustle. I think some people hate on it, but I, I absolutely love it. I encourage people to not necessarily quit their job right away if they have something else they want to work on. I did both for many years. Um, so l long story short, um, moved to New York with the same finance company, but really to take bucket listers to the next step in New York. And that was about three and a half years ago. And uh, then I quit my job two years ago. And uh, it's been a wild ride since. That's when I took uh, bucket listers full time, followed my dream. On the back end of retreat number two. Yeah. In between yeah. that year, we definitely bugged you every Yeah, year. that's crazy because we, we solidified it. And in Nicaragua, you just like decided. Right. It. So El Salvador, you guys were like, you're quitting your job. We, you know, I came up with a plan to do it. And then Nicaragua, I got back the day after, walked into my boss's office and did it. So it's amazing. So one of the things that you said that we resonate with was that overlap period. Mm -hmm. So we feel the question a bunch about how did you start this business? How do you how do you do it? Um, how'd you quit your job? Why'd you quit your job? Um, did you just you know say one day it's over? Um, and Jason and I both overlapped for for some time. Yep. Um, and we shored things up to on our checklist. Yep. Um, within our life, within our current situation, to know that when the transition was made, that we wouldn't look back on it and be upset with ourselves, that right. we knew that there was promising things going forward. So can you walk through, um, for those people out there that want to turn their side hustle into a business, Yep. want to take the, you know, the shift over from the steady paychecks to the God knows where the next one's going to come from. Can you talk us through what your checklist was Absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, how you ripped it? Totally. I, I knew it was a matter of time. I, I really made up my mind, like in my heart, and you guys are kind of my spiritual advisors, like I said, and we knew this was my life calling. Um, but I took a very pragmatic and calculated approach to it. And aside from you guys, Greg Kaplan, who's who's one of my partners and uh, my best friend, is um, very good at business and just, um, you know, he, he wanted to take a, a steady, gradual approach to it. So we kind of set a number of booking a, a set monthly revenue and once i did that then i could quit my job and it was almost like this thing i had to work towards it was effectively if i can make as much money on bucket listers as i did in my day job while balancing both then it made sense to go and take that leap so i waited till then there's obviously a bonus that came into play at my last job um so really thought about it from a calculated standpoint and i love glorifying the whole like leap of faith and and doing all that stuff that wasn't my approach. Like if you can do that, more power to you. I would recommend having your steady day job, working on your life's work or, or passion project until it gets to a point that you just physically don't have enough time in the day to do both. And you're starting to sacrifice the quality at, at one or both of those. That's when you really need to make a decision. But until that point, I think people make excuses as to, oh, well, you know, there's not enough time in the day and things like that. But like, stop watching Netflix. Like there's definitely time in the day. Like. You can totally do it if you're fired up enough, hold yourself accountable. 
Um, so do do both as long as you can. That'd be my advice, but that's just my personal experience. Yeah, two things. I mean, we definitely don't advocate you just like throw caution to the wind. We didn't do that either. <laughs> right. And the financial box to check was the same for me. I said, as long as I can make as much money doing this as I can doing that, yep. and I have to make some type of decision where like, mine was, do I want to fill my brain with any more information to be good at my current job? Mm -hmm. Or do I need to start making room for more information and experience in my next job or my next career, which was live better in training? Yep. As soon as I hit that point where it was like financially viable and just like the amount of knowledge I could hold, because I found myself going through like workout rep schemes <laughs> instead of tax regulations and I was like it's just jumbling my brain even trying to go back and think about it because you just don't hold any mental space for it yeah I think like the second thing I pulled out of what you just said like when you're fired up that's something that I've always respected you so much for since the beginning is like you are so passionate about not only what you do but helping other people do what they do which I think in a business like yours just is like it comes back to you yeah, and you guys are the same way. I mean, that's why we get along so well. And I think we really picked up on that from day one when I saw you guys doing handstands on the freezing Lake Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's take it into the second phase. Um, you, you quit. You started doing this essentially pretty much all on your own. Um, and now you have employees all over the country. So talk us through that second phase. Um, and, and I want to say this, too, is that Andy has done this extremely fast. So um, there, are fast enough. <laughs> there are definitely ways in which you can take anecdotes from this. Um, and one thing, and Jason respected you on, on this as well, I think one thing I've noticed with you is you've always, you've always had this North Star. And within your business, there's so many different ways you could take things. Um, and whenever we come up with like crazy ideas, like you're always back to, is this on the path to the North Star? And that net North Star continues to get further away as you grow, but it's it on this path. And I've never seen somebody that I've worked with that's just been so in tune with how their business works, why it works, and how you won't deviate from that because you don't have the, it won't benefit you from a business perspective, but also from like how you're serving the people that, that follow you because, you know, people look to you for what they're going to do in cities uh, or in the world. And you know that if you put something out there that they don't want to do, they're, they're going to lose their trust in you, but also it's not going to help grow your business. Yeah. So how have you done that and <clears throat> continued to now start to create? And then the next question about this is, is more about your culture, but how have you done that to now like having employees creating that process yep. and continuing to stay on task when things are asked of you that might financially be beneficial, but you know that they're not long-term plays? Such a great question. And um, until recently, this was just all in my kind of head, right? When, when, when a brand would reach out and say, hey, we want to pay you a lot of money, but I knew it was selling out, it would kind of just be my gut. But as, as a business leader, you really, one of the most important things you need to do is set your core values and really put, put a lot of time and, and just strategy behind it. So when you're setting your core values, I mean, we have like a thousand year view and it's, you know, right now we're like the company that does so well on Instagram, right? But it's going to be a different platform next in, in a couple years and then in 50 years and then a hundred, how do you be the Disney always, right? Like Disney's kind of the North star, like it's an amazing media company. It's survived so many different generations and it's always kept the same kind of inspiring media, right? It's always uplifting and inspiring. And, and, and I think that really just goes back to your core values. So a couple of those, 
um, is that you know positivity is our secret sauce. So there's a lot of review sites like The Infatuation, who we love, um, and there's a lot of news sites like Eater and things, and they'll they'll tell you bad news, good news, and that's just not us. So we only promote positive news. We only promote bucket list worthy things. Um, and we just believe wholeheartedly that experiences shape who you are. And that's why we go to work happy and excited every day. And those core values are just things you can never sacrifice or bend on because that's when you go down a slippery slope. And, and I think just setting those core values, which is something we did recently, uh, has, has been really exciting because it's like, okay, yeah, this is why we do what we do. And that's never going to change. So even in a thousand years when, you know, we're promoting content to 30 different planets, we're always going to stick by those, by those core values. And I think, um, you know, this company will last a lot longer than me. And I think that's why, because of those core values. Can you, can you walk through two things? Number one, what the bucket listers community looks like now, because now you have multiple cities, multiple yeah. pages. They roll up under bucket listers as a theme, which is an awesome name. Um, I think you know everybody in the back of their mind has has a bucket list, but like you're the one facilitating, even if it's like the low level bucket list items, like local city things. Totally. Not like, can I visit Jupiter as a planet yet? Right. Um, Which we and, will. And then and then once you walk through the bucket listers community as a whole, so people know what you're doing in general. Uh, how did you go about setting those core values? Like, what type of exercise did you do? Did you seek outside help? Yep. What, what did that look like? Because I think that's really important. And selfishly for us, like, we have a ton of things going on too. And I think that Brett and I both have sort of like inherently agreed, even without explicitly really stating what those things are. We're on the same page about that. Mm -hmm. And if it trends a line, we've always said no to money if it's gotten to that point. Yep. Um, but yeah, walk us through what Buckalisters as a community looks like and then how you went about setting those core values on the back of yeah. what you're doing. So first question, like just in terms of numbers, we have about 15 million followers on social media. So we have local guides, right? So it's Chicago bucket list or LA bucket list or New York bucket list. And we're on Instagram, Facebook, and now uh, spending a lot of time on TikTok. So across all those channels, there's probably some overlap, but combined it's about 15 million. Then we have our website, bucketlisters.com. It's getting about 500,000 monthly page views, and we have 150,000 email subscribers. So that's really how we reach people. And all of those are city-specific. So we only hit people with relevant content to their actual city that they're exploring. Um, and so, you know, obviously we, we, at different times, we started on Instagram, then we found opportunities to grow these Facebook pages, and now we're finding opportunities to grow on TikTok. And I think the reason we've been able to um, succeed on all those different platforms as they come up is obviously being opportunists. And what does that mean? It's, you know, you got, you got to strike while the iron's hot. You got to go where the growth opportunities are. Um, but really it all comes down to content. So my, my very first hire was Aaron Weiss, who's one of my partners, you guys know well. Um, and so him and I just have a very strict guideline about the content we're posting. So that transcends from obviously Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, but we're always, you know, we don't post garbage ever. And we always spend the extra time to make sure that we're always posting the highest quality content, the highest quality recommendations, and we're never sacrificing on that. So I think just that really it's, it's, it's artistic integrity, I think, to a certain point. Um, and that's why it transcends different platforms is we're always just like, you know, the strictest criteria for what we post whether that be sending people to only the, the best bucket list worthy places, but also presenting it with the best content. And I think that's really our expertise is, is understanding that kind of made for social content. And again, just never sacrificing on quality. And that's why we keep, you know, winning platform by platform.
And then how do you go about setting the values knowing that that's the business? So like, how do you guys go about doing that? Yeah, I think, you know, that this, this, uh, so we kind of have split the house in two ways. We have a sales team and a content team and both know that, um, you know, I think we needed to find this a little better, but it's kind of, again, all of us using our gut. If it's not bucket list worthy, we're not going to ask you for a partnership. We're not going to accept a partnership. And that's the sales team knows that, right? So they have integrity from that standpoint. And then the content team, uh, whether it's editorial or sponsored content, if it's not bucket list worthy, we're not going to promote you. Um, we're going to spend extra time to make sure that we're only finding the bucket list worthy and only the best things that occur in each of these cities. So when you did that, did you just like whiteboard out like this has to be bucket list worthy, this has to be positive, this has to be X, Y, Z? Like how exactly. Functionally, when you walked through it. Yep. So that they know, because I think that's important to translate what's in your head as a founder and CEO yep. to your newest sales hire. How do you make sure that everyone believes exactly what you believe? It's it's honestly been uh, an amazing journey trying to get what's in my head and what's in the team's head on paper and setting process. And, and my partner, Dan, who's our COO, is very good at that kind of stuff. So we, for our core values, for instance, we all sat in a room and basically said, what are our core values? And, you know, as like a founder, it's kind of like, well, they're they're in my head and they're in my heart a little bit. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not, you can't, <laughs> you can't keep them there. Like, how do we explain that? And how do we narrow that down? And how do we, you know, whiteboard this? And it was a really fun whiteboarding session. And, uh, you know, Dan and I compliment each other really well in that way where he's like, all right, I know it's in your head. We're not, we're not stepping on your toes. We're not changing the company what's in your head we got to put on paper and explain why and cascade that to the whole team. So it's been a, a really fun process to do that. Over the last couple of years, as you've taken this to where it is, um, every, every business goes through up and downs, ins and outs. So what has been something that, what's like the hardest thing that you guys have had to go, go through and then how have you overcome it? Um, a book that I just read, um, which I loved, called The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. And it's kind of how, like, my... He's the man. Yeah, your your thousand-year plan is exactly what he's talking right. about. It's like, you know, you and, and putting your core values down on paper is the only way in which employee number 10,000 is going to know what you meant because they're not going to be able to, you know, right. see your heart. So when you go through struggle as a business um, and the businesses that are explained in that book... Um, it shows that there will be struggle. There will be times in the market when business is low, but those companies are so beyond that that they're able to overcome whatever that is and not even overcome, like triumph in mm -hmm. that. So what is something that you guys have gone through that you've, um, that you've made it through and how'd you guys do it? We haven't hit, had any challenges yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's all peaches and roses. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, no one tells you this, but running a fucking business is so hard. I mean, it really is. There's so many challenges. Um, and you just got to remember why you're doing what you're doing um, to get through those types of things. And growing is, is definitely the, the biggest challenge, right? We've, we've been hiring for the same roles for over a year. We've hired wrong people. Um, we've, you know, pe people is the most important thing, right? You need great people. And I, it sounds so cliche to say that, but it's just literally, I mean, a, a business is just a collection of people. And fortunately, we have um, so many amazing people. Um, but as you grow, I mean, roles change, uh, needs change. You don't have the right people in place or in the right places. And figuring out where everyone should be and where you need to hire is just such a big challenge. And we've certainly made mistakes. 
we've hired the wrong roles, we've hired the wrong people for the wrong roles. Um, so I would just say people and hiring is not only your great, greatest asset, but also just the greatest challenge. And, um, you know, by the way, that takes up most of your time. So while I want to dream up our next project or which cities we want to go to next or, um, you know, partnerships with Bud Light and things that, that seem really important, a lot of my time obviously is spent on recruiting and hiring. And uh, it's the biggest challenge, but also obviously the most rewarding thing, because once you get great people in place, the sky's the limit. So when you think about um, growth, and I think it's an interesting thing, and we've, we've been having this conversation with multiple people of like, there's growth in numbers, which like looks cool yeah. and works, but it doesn't matter if they don't connect, right? Totally. So like Instagram's an easy metric, right? Oh, I have 100,000 yeah. followers, but when I post something about a workout class I'm going to lead, three people show up. Yep. So great. And I know you mentioned content being massively important, yeah. right? Putting the right things out into the world. How have you been able to keep people engaged for yeah. years now that have followed your pages and not only keep them engaged from a social media perspective, but yep. what I love about bucket listers and, and, and what we've done together is put on experiences. And when we throw a rooftop yoga class, we get 65 people to 100 people to show up. Yep. Um, and they're all like, oh, yeah, I saw it on Instagram or on Facebook. And it's like, wow, that is like <clears throat> fucking amazing. Totally. That X person had been following you for years, and then they decided to show up. We had a person that came on one of our retreats that saw that takeover that you mentioned earlier, started to follow Live Better, loved the vibe. Is that Tenny? Yeah. Our Tenny boy. Tenny. What's up, Tenny? What up, Tenny? <laughs> came on our retreat. And it's like, to me, that is the magic of this entire whatever you want to call social media. Yeah. It's the magic behind it that we can connect to so many people, and we can actually make a good impact. Yep. So how do you continue to do that? maybe a little bit on the strategic side of your content or whatever it is so that people not only are engaged and not just like like and keep right. going, but like show up to shit. Yep. So uh, such a great question. And, um, you know, we, we always, brands always ask this by the way. And so we love saying, you know, we're, we're driving a digital de generation off their phones out in the world exploring. So it's not just people engaging with Instagram content, right? It's actually getting them out. But I want to go back to when we were in El Salvador, um, and this was, I think, your first retreat, and you guys had me on it. The very first one. Yeah. Oh, my God, was that special. Uh, but you guys had us do this workshop where you basically said, you know, Instagram followers are great, but, like, how do you make fans? And you guys had Sam Colder, who's, like, you know, the greatest content creator ever, such a great guy. And he basically said um, – and, like, it, it had a lot to do with mission. And he's like, well, you know, he had a tragedy in his, his life with his brother – passing away and he decided after that to make every day count and to inspire the world to do that as well and then you guys asked me and i'm like shit <laughs> and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like i don't really have instagram fans like we were like i have instagram followers and like i was proud of that but i'm like wow how do you really take this to the next level and i'm like our mission is to you know get people to find the best things and go and do them and fortunately it all came together because now we do have fans you definitely have fans. and it's a special thing because they really listen to our recommendations. And I think a lot of that has just come from they trust us because we've been posting great content in Chicago and New York for years now. People have actually acted on our recommendations, had great shared experiences. Now they trust us. Now we do our own events and they come and they see our banner next to Live Better, which is, which is amazing. 
So you just got to have this trust and integrity, I think. And as soon as as soon as you keep that up for a couple of years, the, the, the your followers will, tur- will turn into fans. But if you basically, I mean, if you sacrifice that and if you break your integrity and the trust of your followers, like there's no coming back from that. So we've just, I think the curation and the integrity we've had and in, in what we've posted have driven a lot of in real life experiences. And now people trust us and are actually fans and listen to what we say. I think that's the thing that gets overlooked so much is that like there's a maturation period of loyalty. Like you can't buy it. You simply yep. can't. You could, you could accumulate accounts. You could buy you could buy followers on Instagram. Right. You can purchase email lists from other people. You can collect as much data as you want. But if you want to build a brand, and that brand needs to have some type of loyalty, which all thousand-year brands do, yep. you can't. It, there is some type of like saturation point where it's like, I've consumed enough of your stuff. You're like, all right, now I'm in. Yep. Now I'm good. Do you I guys mean, see like a lot of repeat? Oh yeah. And, and I think I think Live Better is like the best example of that, right? Like someone goes on your retreat, they're a fan for life. They read your Wednesday wake up Wednesday newsletter, and and they keep doing it, and it's just repetition and never sacrificing on quality, and it will come. Like I really doubted that we would have fans. Like I was like, I'm so good at like figuring out how to grow these Instagram accounts. Like I know we're gonna have 10 million followers, but like, how do you really make them fans? And it it happened. Like obviously. You know, I thought about it, how, how we could do it, but it just kind of came naturally as we kept up great, consistent quality content. What do you think makes good quality content for you guys? Like, I know you base some of it off of your core values, but just in general, like, what are some trends that you see that vibe with people? Like, why do certain people gravitate towards skydiving yeah. and whatever versus yoga and brunch? Totally. I mean, so we, I mean, we obviously post a variety of events, activities, experiences. We always say just, you know, serve up for, serve up something for everyone. So an RT person might find something, a wellness person might find someone, uh, something, a foodie and so on and so forth. So we really just try to run the whole gamut, but it's always just coming back to that one criteria. Is it bucket list worthy? And it's hard to explain exactly what that means but once you start following us for a while i think you you'll get the hang of it and kind of understand so when people ask me like what does that criteria mean can you define it and she's like just look at our look at our feeds and like look at every single thing and like you'll kind of get what we're going for in the criteria we use what's on andy's bucket list uh wow personal bucket list yeah so the three of us are going to outer space by the time we're 40. Yeah. That's definitely happening. Yeah, 100%. I got two spots for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. You know, every it's amazing. Every time I'm with you guys, like, I really start thinking about that type of stuff. Like, how many, like, I feel like I've booked marathons, like, because you guys have, like, made me <laughs> on the spot. You're like, no, get go get your computer right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not getting off the hook. Um, I definitely want to do all six world marathon majors. I'm not going to run a sub three hour marathon like, <laughs> like you guys. Um so all six world marathon majors. I want to do the one in Antarctica. I love those physical challenges. And obviously you guys get that more than anyone. And you've, you've pushed me to do a lot of those, which has been amazing. Um, and then, you know, Bucket Listers is really like, is my project. Like I just want everyone to treat every day like an adventure. I want to bring out the explorer in everyone. And that like means different things. Like I love, like you guys do to like convince people to run half marathons or to book a spontaneous trip. Like nothing makes me happier than doing that for people. Um, and that's why I started this business. So just more of that. And I don't, I haven't like quantified that, like, you know, 
get a billion people to <laughs> jump out of a plane or something. But like, it's kind of like that, you know, that's like re- really just my goal in life. So one of the things that we've worked on together too, and I think you've, you've taken a lot to this is making sure that you're operating at your best so that you can give the best to your business and now the best to your team and the best to your community. So what, when you are operating at your best, what are some of the things you're doing um, on a daily basis, whether that is in the office, before work, after work, um, or with your team um, that has helped you, um, things that you, you know, you don't have to do them every single day, but you know that when you stack those cards in your favor that you are being your best self. Um, and the reason we ask that is because you are the leader now of, of employees that make their money and their livelihood off of your business. So you have to be focusing on how well you are doing so that you can give back to those people. That's such a great question. I cannot claim to be an expert on this. When I'm at my best, it's when I'm checking in with you guys very early. (laughs) When Brett has me on like a paleo diet and he's like making sure I'm not drinking wine every night. But, you know, I'm not like the best person to answer this question because I I go up and down. But, um, you know, what what I will say is like, you know, life is waves and so is business. Like some, some weeks you're just hot and you're just like the creative flow is going. You're waking up and doing berries every morning. You're getting enough sleep. And like when you know that you're in that flow state, like you just got to like put in extra hours, like make sure you're thinking about the big picture stuff and just riding those waves. And then when you're, you know, the waves crashing a little bit, like you're not getting sleep, like you're going out a little bit too much like just get by and just make sure you're like chipping away at your to-do list and get things by. But like, I can't claim like I'm always like on point. I'm, I'm not always like, you know, just, just firing off great stuff. So you just gotta, you just gotta ride the waves. And like when you, when you're, when you have those opportunities, again, you just gotta be an opportunist. And like when you have that creative flow, whether you're a writer or a painter or anything, like just ride them. And it's amazing. And when, and when it's going the other way, just like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like just get by and the next, the next wave will come. And it's kind of like Jason who spends like two hours in a, in the ocean and never rides a wave. <laughs> Brett and I are always watching him. He's like, he's like, I don't think Jason's tried to catch one. He's just been out there for three hours, to get but then he gets you. one and he rides it all the yeah. way. I get a good one too. He gets it's a multiple that's a re- that's turn a very good, good one. You no, know why? Because I'm patient in the lineup. He is patient. Patient in the line. He never swings in baseball. He's yeah. just like <laughs> I just take the walk. Yeah. No, I just lean into it. I go full count every time, yeah. and then I just mash. Yeah. Oh my god. Mash a triple. No, I think I think it's it's important too because um, no, not no one has you know perfect days every single day. Yeah. And we all go through waves. And Jason and I are obviously wellness advocates and in, in doing a lot of stuff, but. There is no denying that we have our ebbs and flows in energy right? Um, and that we have our good weeks and our bad weeks and that there's been plenty of nights I've eaten a full carton of ice cream. Like, let's just get real. Um, Come on, really? Yeah. I mean, at the end of an El Salvador trip, Jay and I are smashing freaking yeah, ice cream bars. So de- Total delirium. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we have those days. Yeah. And I think what you said, which is super important, there's a couple of things. Is that ride the wave when you have it and yeah. like think big and do more and be creative. But the other side of the equation too is that, and, and you know, Jason and I have chatted about this before, is that if there is a time, and, and I think our life goes in cycles or seasons, and then within totally. those seasons, there are micro climates, for an example. And to understand that when you are in one of those tough times, and it could be in a relationship, it could be with an employee, it could be with your physical self or your mental self to register that you're there. Yep. 
And you know, that's our whole methodology of meditation is just registering that you are where you are, mm-hmm. coming back to that North Star or your breath or your purpose or whatever, and then just saying, like, I'm trying to get back on the horse here. And as long as you attempt to get back on, you will find that other wave. Or the surfing example, it's like you fall off the wave on a board. First thing you do is find your board. Then you get on it. Then you paddle back out. And then you ride one in or wait for two hours like this. <laughs> but 100%. The, the getting back on the board is a really hard thing to do. Yeah. So how do you find yourself getting back on the board? Or mitigating the slide. Yeah. That was two weeks ago. I definitely I had a week. Everything was behind. I was like late to yep. everything. I was always tired. I was always playing catch up. And the point is to, we talk about this when we do more like kind of peak performance talks, but what, like noticing, like Brett said, being aware of when you slip from a 10 to a nine, when you slip from a nine to an eight and then stop the bleeding. Yep. Don't go 10, nine, eight, five, <laughs> three, I'm dead. Yeah. How do you mitigate those slides or what do you do when you do go all the way down and you're just like, I'm on empty what how do you reverse that optimism i think i think that's the key to everything i really do don't be so hard on yourself you know it's it's temporary you know you could be in a bad mood or or your business could be slipping a little bit and through like purpose you know just remembering why you're doing what you're doing um and just you know i think the three of us are some of the most optimistic people i've ever met i just think that's so important in life and I, i think you can teach it and just force yourself to do it um, so I, I think optimism just solves everything to a certain extent and just don't be so hard on yourself. You know, the next wave will come and you just have to remember that. And, uh, you know, we say best day ever, every day, but, uh, you know, some days are bad and you just gotta, you just gotta get through it and know that, you know, another wave is coming. How do you instill that in your team? Yeah. I mean, it, managing people is, is, you know, just, obviously takes up so much time and it's so so challenging and so rewarding you know when you have we have about you know 20 full-time people now and um you know when people have problems in their personal life like we we know about it it affects us you know we we sympathize for them and it's really tough as you grow a team to like kind of take on everyone's problems but you just have to be come from a sympathetic place and um you know just let everyone know that you're there for them and it doesn't you know, people like have this whole construct of work life being so separate, but we really try to do away with that and just make sure everyone's happy. Um, you know, giving, cutting them slack, let, letting them have personal days. They need to work remotely if they're going through stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just have to be sympathetic and, and um, you know, really just give people purpose. And I think everyone's passionate about what we're doing. So, um, you know, we, we're lucky in that way that our, our, employees are just really fired up but yeah when they have personal problems just just being there for them and just being sympathetic yeah when we were in tulum i remember we were sitting in the back of the car driving and you were like my goal now is to is to make my team as happy as possible yeah Uh, and i think your attitude towards that and you can you know take learnings from Brene brown or whoever you want on vulnerability and being able to open up and express yourself and listen to employees is 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 amazing yep i'm going to pivot quickly we have found our purpose, right? Yep. Our calling in some regard. It's going to it's going to change, but it's we we are on the path. You know, we took time to start our our jobs and we've created these businesses and we're moving towards that. When somebody doesn't know or hasn't really thought about what their purpose is, where should they start? That's a great question. Um 
I think trying a lot of things is, is a great thing to do, right? I mean, um, you know, my, my, I love entrepreneurship, so I, I could run many different businesses and I, I think I would feel inspired. Um, but I think it's just important to just think about like what keeps you up at night. Yeah, follow your dreams. I mean, what, what, you know, we love uh, The Alchemist. Obviously, you guys give that to, uh, to everyone on, on day one of the retreat. And now I actually do that with my new employees. Every single one receives The Alchemist on day one. But uh, I think it's just like, you know, reading inspiring stuff, following inspiring people. I can't stress enough, like, the importance of role models in the world. Like, I, I do everything I do because I'm inspired by role models. And when I think about what my purpose is, is, like, ultimately it's to be a role model. Like, I want to leave a legacy in my life where people hear about it or read about it, and they're inspired to do good in the world. And that's not really specific, you know? Like, that could, that could be me running a business, me running a nonprofit, me working at Starbucks as a barista. And so, you know, your purpose doesn't need to mean, like, a very lucrative business that you're starting. It can mean so many different things, but just the idea of uplifting people, spreading positivity in the world, being a role model, those are things you can do in your everyday life. And that has nothing to do with you being a su successful entrepreneurship and uh, entrepreneur, sorry. And uh, I rather be like remembered for those, those things aforementioned than the successful entrepreneur. And I think anyone could do that. And that's kind of a universal thing that everyone should strive towards. And, and that's your purpose, you know? Yeah, money is just not the only way to keep score. Totally. And I think that's what's cool, I think, too, about taking an optimistic viewpoint. We, in the newsletter, I've been talking a lot about positivity versus um, optimism, in that being positive is kind of like a moment in time, like I'm going to choose to be positive rather than negative about this, whatever's happening right now. But being optimistic is, is like a perspective on life. Right. You can be negative in a current moment, but still have an optimistic, like right now is bad. This is, you're negative about right now. Right now mm -hmm. is bad. This is not good. But it will get better is optimistic. And right. I think that it's cool that and interesting that you take that viewpoint because I think if you're optimistic about what comes in the future, you don't have to so narrowly identify what that purpose is. Totally. Because you're not tied to just one outcome. You're tied to an outcome that regardless of what happens – I will leave some type of legacy because I'm just going to continue to choose to be positive day yep. in and day out by taking an optimistic viewpoint about my future and about what I'm capable of, which then unlocks all these extra opportunities. That is like very alchemist in and of itself. Right. It's like you don't know where you're going yet. You just know that you're going somewhere good right. and you're willing to work for it. Like that I think is inspiring and aspirational at the same time when people are looking at what bucket lists are doing. Totally. Yeah, and I think I think just like being a being a good person could be your purpose, or being a good wife or husband or father or mother or family member, like that could be your purpose. And I think, uh, you know, people putting so much pressure on, you know, being a successful entrepreneur or, or whatever their field is, um, you know, the, the grass is always greener, right? So like you, you just need to focus on on any of those things that where you find your purpose. Speaking of grass is greener, what's next for bucket listers? Like what's next <laughs> on the on the bucket list goals for company? Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty simple to think about our business, right? Because we basically have a, a model in New York and Chicago that's, that's doing really well, right? We have tons of followers, we have tons of web traffic, email subscribers, and tons of partnerships. So we're, we're making you know, solid, solid revenue in those two markets. So it's a very easy business to just scale to other cities. So what we just did is we doubled the size of our team 
to expand to five new markets. So now LA, San Francisco, Houston, Toronto, Philadelphia um, are, are cities that we're actively selling in and we're actively growing, we're actively investing in content. So it's, um, you know, investors love these types of businesses because it's very easy to see, all right, the model's working in a couple places and now we just scale it to every city. So we hope to be in like 25 cities at the end of the year, 50 cities next year. And if we can do as well as we're doing in New York and Chicago, um, things are looking really bright. <laughs> we'll be in space faster than yeah. 40. Let's get yeah, to I space. Guess build our own rocket. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, fill us in on TikTok. How do you do it? Oh, it's great. I love it. It's amazing. So we I ha- don't. I hate it. I love it. I Your daily it. gratitude is great. I love it so much. Um, you know, you just got to test stuff. And again, it goes back. This is actually a very specific application of of us being, you know, having integrity with the content that we post. It's pretty much the same content that we're posting on Instagram. So, you know, cool like speakeasies where like there there's a hidden Coca-Cola door that you open or um, a rooftop in New York people didn't know about. The, these are all things that have gotten us over a million views on TikTok. And we have 150,000 followers on New York Bucket List already. And we started playing around with it like two or three weeks ago. So, um, you know, I would just encourage people, obviously, to just watch as much as they can. It's very addicting. Um, But it's the same kind of short-form type videos that work well on Instagram for us that just translate so well on on TikTok. And obviously, not everyone has that luxury of having a defined content strategy of featuring cool things to do. Like, you guys have to figure out something entirely different than what you post on Instagram. But... You know, people people are doing it, and and it's it's just very easy to go viral. So you just got to keep testing stuff, and then uh, sw- swipe up from Instagram, because I think once you get that initial pop, um, it really helps it make you go viral on TikTok. Cool, I love that. It's always interesting to see. You know, like you said at the start, you have to think about what's next. Like you just can't be sitting in the way. It's like if you want to go, you don't look on the street and see horse and buggies driving yeah. around. It's like when when Uber came around and taxis got upset it's like dude you are doing something outdated like nobody's on a typewriter (laughs) anymore it's not my fault that i have a keyboard it's just like life and i think as your business and what you mentioned and one of the other activities we did on our retreat the first one was like what if instagram went away like what would you do and how long ago was that i mean people have been asking this for what four four years four or five years you just look at facebook and it's like facebook starting to dwindle down or go to older generations so you're not going to get the gen z's on facebook so they're going to be on TikTok. And as, as a business grows, as a thousand-year business grows, you can't be set in your ways thinking it's going to work forever. Certain businesses will work for a long time, but eventually they will fall off if they're not yep. thinking 10, 20, 30, 40, 100 years in the future. So I think that what you guys are doing with that, and I always look up to you for that because it's like you have to be thinking longer term if you want your business to last past your life. Absolutely. If you want to run your own successful business that's while you're living, you did this and you did that, great. But if you want to build something further than that, you have to think further than that. Totally. A hundred percent. And uh, again, it just goes back to being an opportunist. You know, try a bunch of shit and see what works. And then when things are going well, just jump on it and strike while the iron's hot. That is just so important. We we have about 5 million page likes across our Facebook pages. And uh, all of that uh, basically happened in one single month. So a couple of years ago, Facebook was hot. I started testing this one content strategy and the, kind of these growth partnerships that was working well. And when it worked well, I just devoted all my time there. Me and Aaron Weiss just like kind of jumped in on this whole 
uh, concept and strategy. And, and now we're doing that with TikTok. So just keep trying. And when things start going well, prioritize well and just jump on the opportunity. Totally. So we also though Instagram's still crushing it though. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah, hundred percent. So best day ever. Um, optimism. Andy can wake up anywhere in the world, do anything he wants tomorrow. What's the best day ever? You guys made me. This this was our first trip to El Salvador. Going back to that one, and you know, sorry if if people are going on the retreat who haven't yet. Um, but uh, you do that workshop, and um, I we've done it on all of the retreats I've been on. And at first I was kind of drew a blank. Um, but o- over the last few retreats, I, I think, um, you know, just, just like obviously a, a day filled with adventure, probably somewhere tropical, f- surrounded by good people, optimistic people. Yes, I'm talking about you too. <laughs> <laughs> probably surfing somewhere and just flowing. Like w- when we spend time together, like, you know, like no one else, we just talk about our dreams. We talk about you know, huge, huge uh, events that we want to throw together and how we want to inspire the world. And so those are the best days is just like hanging out with people who inspire you. I think every time we post that uh, fire pit photo, it's the same, same quote. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, seek those who fan your, yeah. fan your flames. Yeah. And those are the best days when you're just like flowing with people like that. You're around like interesting people who are like, you know, you can just feel that they're spiritually awake because they're really following their passions, following their dreams. They don't care about failure. And uh, those are the best days. You're just kind of like workshopping and just figuring out how you can help each other. And uh, we've had a lot of those days, and, and those are definitely the best. A lot of those days. I so look good. forward to those days. I yeah, those love are the best. those days, especially when they're on the beach somewhere. The best. A little so, beach workout. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, where can people find out about you first? Um, because I think it's, it's an inspiration to watch your journey and, uh, I'm so happy you spent some time to open up on this show too, so that people can see, you know, who's behind all of this cool stuff. And then where can people find out about bucket listers? I know you've mentioned some of the accounts, but let's just reiterate that for people to hop on and start doing cool shit in their cities. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you can, I'm, my personal Instagram is, is leaderman, my last name, but there's a there's an underscore after leader, L-E-D-E-R underscore man. Um, but Bucket Listers, you can find uh, everywhere you are. So if you're on TikTok, follow us on you know Chicago Bucket List, New York Bucket List, LA Bucket List. Same thing goes for Instagram. Same thing goes for Facebook. And then our website, BucketListers.com, is going to uh, just explode soon. We just hired a bunch of freelance writers. Uh, we're in seven cities right now. But like I said, we'll be at 25 by the end of the year. So you can follow us on social media and our website. Subscribe to our email newsletter. We're going to be doing fun events with you guys this summer. A bunch of rooftop yoga events. And uh, we just really want to help you uh, you know, get through your bucket list quicker. Find cool things in your city. Find cool things to do around the world. And really just unite a community around that so we can all inspire each other and treat every day like the best day ever. Mic drop. Thanks so much, much, Andy. So proud of you guys for launching this. You're a huge inspiration to me, even though you're two of my closest friends. (laughs) And I can't wait to keep dreaming and uh, executing and living living the best life ever. Appreciate you, brother. Hell yeah, team. Thanks so much for taking a listen. Uh, If you wouldn't mind rating the podcast, um, giving us some five stars out of five is always better than four. Uh, (laughs) We love all you guys out there. Thanks so much. Have the best day ever. Thank you, guys. Woo!